John was worshiping on the Lord's Day. He was in the Spirit. After writing letters to the seven churches in Asia, Jesus calls him up into heaven. The first thing that John experiences is the throne. In our last study, we focused on all John saw on, around, and before the throne. Today on Drawing Near, we continue by taking in what John heard. So please take your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 4, and get ready to study Sounds Around God's Throne. Before we begin our study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And our Heavenly Father and Lord, we are in awe of your majesty. You are king, not just a king. You are the king. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We are your servants. We are your people. By your love, you have redeemed us and made us a people, the people of the great God, the only God. And you did this by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Through the work of your Holy Spirit and the gospel, you birthed faith into our hearts and lives. We ask, Father, that you help us today to see your majesty more clearly and to join in with those around the throne in worshiping you in a way that honors and glorifies you. Help us to magnify you on the earth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's read these 11 verses of Revelation chapter 4 again. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed with white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and around the throne, were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, and is, and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, 
for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. In our last study, we saw the throne, he who sat on the throne, and all of those around the throne. And we took in the sights in the throne room of God. Today, in this study, we're going to take in the sounds. And I think the sounds are amazing and impressive. We're going to pick up today at verse 5. In verse 5, we read, And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Of course, lightnings include sights. But when I think of lightnings, I think of it coupled with the thunderings here. And because of that, I want us to see them together. The first thing we see about the lightnings and the thunderings are that they come from the throne. They don't come from above the throne. They're not around the throne. These sights and sounds are coming from the throne itself. They represent the activity of the one who is on the throne. And so we see, maybe from our human perspective, this ominous, turbulent, stormy-type setting. There's this activity. There are these flashes. There are these boomings coming from the throne. And John isn't saying that he heard things and saw things like lightning and like thunderings, but rather he saw lightnings and thunderings. It's not a quiet setting. It's not a peaceful setting. Rather, it seems to be very loud, very bright, and very active. And rather than trying to understand what these lightnings and thunderings represent, I think we need to note that John doesn't try to explain them. He just observes the lightnings and the thunderings. They almost appear to be incomprehensible to him. Along with the lightnings and thunderings, John hears voices coming from the throne. He doesn't say he hears a voice, like a singular voice of God, but rather he hears voices. Is this a reference to the triune God, or a multitude of proclamations, judgments, decisions coming from the throne simultaneously? Remember, we are finite, and God is infinite. And God is working in all of his creation. He's not focused on one singular event, person, plan at a time. God is taking in and exercising his lordship, his majesty, over all of his creation. And so from the throne, we have this lightning activity, these thunderings, these voices, all of them plural. What John hears and describes next comes from in the midst of the throne and around the throne. The four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back, who have the six wings, they are in the midst of the throne and around the throne. And John says they do not rest, they do not cease, day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. These creatures do not simply say, Holy is the Lord, but rather they proclaim He is holy three times. Holy, holy, holy. They could be declaring the holiness of the triune God. The Father is holy. The Son is holy. The Spirit is holy. It could also be a reference to God as holy, magnified over and over again. 
He's not simply holy. He's holy, holy, holy. Either way, it is important for us to understand the emphasis from the midst and around the throne of the holiness of God. Above all else, there is no one like God. He is distinct, separated, above. He is the thrice holy God. They not only say holy, 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 but they say holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Look at that description. He is Lord. He is King. He is Master over everything. He is God, not a God. He is the God, the one true living God. And He is the Almighty God. So He is the God who rules and reigns over everything, and He has all power and might. He is thrice holy, and He is the Lord God Almighty. And He is the one who was from eternity past, who is, He is the great I Am, and He is to come. In other words, all of time and all of eternity, all of space, God is in, through, and over it all. He is the one who was, and is, and is to come. In verse 9, John says, Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever. The four living creatures do not cease day or night from worshiping. So the elders' constant response to the creatures' worship is their own worship. Before the throne of God, there is this constant perpetual worship. Because God is not only worthy of worship, He's worthy of worship all the time, worship without ceasing. John describes the creatures' activity as giving glory and honor and thanks to Him. That is a summary of what all believers should be doing all the time before the Lord. Whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, we do to the glory of God. We give Him glory. We honor Him. God tells us in Malachi that honoring Him means we obey Him, we listen to Him, and we give thanks to Him. In Romans 1, we're told that the wrath of God is coming upon the ungodliness of men because they did not recognize Him as God, nor did they glorify Him, nor were thankful. God is not only worthy of glory, honor, and thanks, He demands our glory, honor, and thanks. And so these creatures give glory, honor, and thanks, and when they do, the 24 elders with the 24 crowns sitting on their 24 thrones, they all fall down. They don't just bow. They don't just acknowledge. They fall down before the one who sits on the throne, and they worship him. Twice we are told in verse 9 and 10 that they are worshiping the one who lives forever and ever. It is a great emphasis on the eternal nature of God. God is not created. He doesn't begin with some natural event or some explosive cataclysmic event. God lives forever and ever. And so they cast their crowns before him. 
they clearly are humbling themselves. They recognize that they are subordinate, that they are submissive to the one who sits on the throne, and their worship is declared audibly. They say, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. If nothing else, God is worthy of worship, of all glory, honor, praise, power, because he is creator. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? So many who profess to believe in Jesus today do not think it's important that we believe that God created the heavens and the earth. So much of the scripture depends on the fact that God is creator. And so we see that here in chapter 4 of Revelation. Early in this book, we are told that he is worthy to receive glory, honor, and power for God created all things. Not only did he create them, it says, and by your will, they exist and were created. Everything apart from God himself owes their very being and existence to him. Jesus says to his accusers on the day of his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, if these do not cry out, then the stones and rocks will cry out. All of creation owes God all glory, honor, and praise. We had better be very, very careful not to withhold from God the worship he deserves. Father in heaven, thank you for this revelation of your throne your activity on your throne, and the events going on around your throne. Thank you for the reminder, not only of the necessity of worship, but clearly of your worthiness of all of our worship. And Father, may we not only bow down in our hearts, but may we literally fall down before you in worship. Over and over again, we see people prostrating themselves before you. We are not worthy to stand in your presence. You are God. We are sinners saved by grace. If these majestic creatures can worship you, we must worship you. And all those who withhold their worship from you will suffer judgment. Thank you for your righteousness, your holiness, your justness. And thank you, Father, that in your grace and mercy you extended saving faith to us. I pray that more and more, people will believe. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.